Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. John 8, 32. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Isaiah 61, verse 1. He has sent me, the second part of this says, He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. Freedom is a good thing, isn't it? Let me ask that again because we don't seem as excited and we don't want to sound like the world. Freedom is a good thing. Okay, now, if you believe that, then you need to know that freedom is not free. There is a purchasing, there is a price paid for freedom. And so today I want to talk about that. Today, Another word that's oftentimes translated as freedom, and there, there can be a lot of uh, people, okay, there's a difference here, but let's talk about liberty for a second. Liberty. What liberty is, is very important that we understand, and so if I want to do three things today, talking about how, how we've got to understand that freedom is not free, and, and, and we understand liberty, I want to talk about what it is, how we got it, and what we do to keep it. So today, I pray will be a motivating sermon for us, but not just motivating, equipping. It's got to equip us. Liberty. Liberty is explained as freedom from captivity, confinement, or physical restraint. If you look it up in the dictionary, and I actually like the dictionary definition of this, liberty is the state of being free within society. And it's freedom from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, on one's behavior, or one's political views. Now, in theology, let's talk about freedom. Liberty is freedom from the effects of sin, spiritual servitude, and worldly ties. I want you to know you're free today. Not just in the United States of America, but you're free in your Christianity. And you're free from sin. You're free from spiritual servitude. You're free from worldly ties. Now, there are only two types of liberty that I'm going to talk about today from this pulpit. And that is natural liberty and your spiritual liberty, if you will. We have to understand that even the dictionary gives two definitions, and we need to understand the importance of both. And so let's just start with natural liberty today. Here's what we got to know about natural liberty. Mankind is often ruled over by power-hungry rulers who hold their citizens in captivity within their own land. Now, if you study any part of history, you can know that that's the attempt of power-hungry rulers every time. Governments can rule over people, and they can strip them of their individual freedoms. And you say, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, just look at history. History will prove 
that governments can and do rule over people. Now, this nation we live in is free only because people saw the tyranny that was going on based on their homeland of England, the tyranny in their taxes, and their tyranny in trying to get them to support the English system. Now, you can study that in all aspects, and you can know that, that I'm telling the truth here, and so you can all nod and go, okay, I've studied that. I'd, that's right, that's right. Our forefathers came to this land, and one of their most important things that they wanted to get freedom in, to get liberty in, was in worship. They wanted to be able to worship God according to the dictates of their own hearts as they saw fit instead of a government telling them. They didn't want the government telling them how and when and how, not, not just how, when, but, but what they should worship. They put God in a little box and said, here's what God is and this is how you need to look at him. Don't think for a second that's not what's happening right now in this land. You better know that they're trying to say this is how you worship God and you only have him when you want him in your own home behind your own closed doors. This can't be public. Now, the founders of our Constitution believed in the true principles of liberty and freedom and they believed, and I still believe, that they were God-given rights. To all men, not just some, but to all men. President George Washington said it's impossible to govern the world without God and the Bible. It's just that simple. Of all dispositions, he said, and habits that lead to political prosperity, our religion and morality are indispensable supporters. I, I like that statement. I mean, it, here's the thing. You, you can't throw out religion. You can't throw out morality. And all of those come from the God of the Bible. You throw those out, they're indispensable. If you get rid of them, you don't have liberty. You don't have freedom. You don't have it. You can't govern. You can dictate and you can rule, but you can't give freedom. Our Constitution ends with these words, in the year of our Lord. Our nation's motto, in God we trust. Our pledge, one nation under God. Uh, you can't take God out of this, I'm just telling you. From the beginning, that's what we were founded on, and we need to know that. Freedom was purchased from England, and we had to take a stand, and we had to fight for it. And I'm saying we like I did it. But I'm a part of it because I am a part of what this great land stands for in our founding. Now, they stood, they fought for it, they believed in it, and you need to know this. It cost people their lives. I'll just say this, when I say freedom isn't free, what means that it's not free is it takes your life to pay for it. There is a cost that's great. Now, in the end, lives are necessary for freedom. Y'all follow with me and I think you'll get what I'm getting at today. 
What a cost it was. Their blood was shed for the freedoms which all of us enjoy right now and really we take for granted. Me too. Uh, Many lost their homes, businesses, because the people who they were doing life with become frustrated with their stand on liberty. I was just talking to Tim, who had, Tim's my pastor from Hot Springs and uh, Christian Ministries down there, and I was talking to him, and he had been on the East Coast, touring the East Coast, and, and uh, he, he had been with David Barton. And so, if you ever have a tour guide you want to know about nation's history, <laughs> David Barton would be the one to hang out with. And so, Tim was with David, and they were just traveling up and down, and he said, one of the biggest things that people don't understand is when we fought the Revolutionary War, is what they'll call it, it really was a civil war. And a lot of people don't think about this, but we, our people had came from England over here. They were English. That's who they were. And so when they were fighting against England, they were fighting against themselves. Now, again, just a little fact that you can say, well, Pastor, I don't believe you. Well, take it up with David Barton. He's the one that that said all that. And and I just, I, I hadn't thought a lot about that. But when they were bringing people over to fight, you know that some of them were relatives. Some of them they had done life with when they were there. I just talked to people and I realized, man, it's a small world. Just a small world. I, I'm, I just continually am amazed at how small it really is and how you're only a few people away from somebody you know, if not one. All, all the time. And what a cost it was for many people during the Revolutionary War, as we're going to call it so we can distinguish the two, what a cost it was for the older folks who lost their children, young men, what a cost it was for wives who lost their husband, children who lost their dad, or whole families that were lost. And they paid a major price for us to enjoy some freedom. Now, I just, freedom isn't free, and you need to know there's a major cost. It's not free. Someone has to pay the price for the liberty. Now, if our liberty were threatened again, and, and, and I believe that it is, what we've went through the last three, year, three years, three or four years, you, you've got to see what the government tried to do to take away the sovereignty of your own body, let's say it like that. Someone has to pay the price for us to continue to have it. Well, it was already paid for. Well, you've got to know that, once again, looking at history, for you to get it means there's going to be an attack on it. And I I just wonder, this is just me, will we have people willing as our forefathers were, to stand against those who try to take it. To the point of physically even fighting for it. We can't even stand for our public libraries. We're having a hard time standing. Just last night, I was at a public fireworks display, and I knew I couldn't keep my mouth shut about it this morning. I had earphones on and tried to wear a hat so I wasn't showing everybody, but everybody knew what I was doing. I had earphones on because BJ had shown me the decibels and I didn't want to hurt my hearing. That's not true. 
It was just loud. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to enjoy the fireworks and I'm going to have hearing when we're done. Yes, I'm getting old. And my wife and I both made the comment, yeah, we're getting old, aren't we? It's loud. Well, BJ had a decibel meter. I didn't. He did. He's, he can't, I'm trying to bring someone in on my. But you know, the music wasn't the bad part. Then I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I didn't know the songs. And then all of a sudden I get a text um, and I get some things coming into me because there were some of our church folks there, and I'm, I'm, I'm going, okay, I didn't know what was being said, but these words came in to my phone, and I'm looking at the words, the lyrics that I can't understand anyway. Not just because it had earphones on. I couldn't understand. I, was, I, I didn't know the song, and everybody's sitting here getting more and more frustrated. But you know the ones that were getting frustrated were Christians. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, do you get up right now? And we talked about it. I mean, Rob and Ken were there. Rob plays guitar, Ken plays the bass. I'm there. I'll sing. Let's go. Let's take the stage. Come on, let's fight them. I want that microphone. Okay, you got to know when and how to fight. That wasn't the time, although it was difficult for me to stand down. However, I just put on some earphones. That wasn't really, well, I, I was just not unaware. I didn't know what was even being said, but when it came to my attention, I already had my wife and my kids going, we can't do this anymore. We can't. And so we started compiling what we're going to do to fight that. Okay, not everybody was mad. A lot of people were up there and they were doing a dance and I'm not going to show you what it looked like. It was a, my wife's, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My son-in-law standing in line with his daughter and right in front of him, someone was dancing in a way that looked like there was something that they were doing that should be done in private. And if you're married, and I don't even know if that's the case. He said, I can't handle this anymore. And I, I'm comes over there to get the kids, and I'm just sitting there leaning back with my hat on and my earphones, and I'm enjoying the night sky and, and the thump that I'm hearing in my belly every time that bass would go. Anyway, somehow the subwoofer still gets in you. I don't know, it just hits you. And I'm trying to enjoy this atmosphere, and I mean, I'm like, okay, this is all great, because I'm around all these people I love, and then he comes up, we're, we're leaving, my wife's, okay, we got to go. And so we, we, we leave, not because of the people we're with, we love the people we're with, but I'm not going to stand any longer and put up with what this world's trying to shove into me. Somebody's got to fight, or we're going to lose some freedom. Now, I didn't go take the stage right then. But what we did is we went back and we're compiling what we're going to do to try to fight so that next year we have a family-friendly environment that we can bring kids to and we can celebrate the freedoms of this great land. Come on, who's going to fight? Last night was the fight for my family. I'm just not exposing the... But after that, there's got to be a fight for our great country. And if we just talk about it and we don't do anything, it'll be the same and it'll get worse and worse. Who's going to stand? Come, come. All right, let's talk about spiritual liberty. 
Because our theological definition of spiritual liberty is not the same word for word as our natural liberties that we should walk in that's available for every man according to what we believe and our forefathers wrote. Our theological definition of spiritual liberty is liberty is freedom from the effects of sin, of spiritual servitude, and worldly ties. Do you hear that? We're not tied to the world's way of doing things. That doesn't mean you're free from the world because we still live in it. We're just not of it anymore. Now, if that's the case and we understand that, we have to understand some things about spiritual liberty. In the spiritual realm, the enemy who denies people of their liberty, the enemy who... Now, some of y'all are going to go, okay, I don't know if I agree with it. The enemy who denies people of their spiritual liberty is sin. You might say it was Satan. Okay, Satan's the one that pushes the envelope. And he, in a lot of ways, is in itself sin. I get that. But he gets blamed for a lot that your flesh was the one who did it. Our enemy that's fighting to keep us from walking in spiritual liberty is sin. Proverbs 5.22. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. There are ropes that catch and hold him. When we commit sin, we become its servant. John 8, 34, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A servant can be held without consent. Think about this. A servant can be held without consent. To be free from that, of being held without consent, we must willingly, we must willingly even take it a step further and we must desire servanthood, desire submission. That's tough because, wait a minute here, I'm trying to be free in the United States of America. That means I fight from anybody being a dictator over me. But in the spiritual realm, I'm fighting to be submitted I'm fighting, to have, I'm fighting over here in the natural to have to, I don't want to submit to a ruler. I want to have the freedom to go about my own business and do my own thing and be my own person. Over here, for me to have spiritual liberty, I've got to fight to submit and to not be under my own rule. Do you see the difference? We have natural liberty and we have spiritual liberty. And there's a big difference. Being in submission, being a, in essence in bondage, a servant bondage situation, as Paul talked about, it's a choice that you make to be submitted to the Lord Jesus. And that will get you free from sin. So one is you're shooting for submission. The other one is I'm not submitting. Are you getting this? Have I lost everybody? Even when we're born again and set free from sin, we oftentimes place ourselves right back into bondage. <laughs> we do. Romans 6, 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? Whatever you choose to obey. Come on, we don't have a choice. Whatever The Bible says whatever you choose to obey, whatever you make a choice to do here, you can be a slave to it. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Which one are you choosing today? 
since all have sinned and come short of God's glory, is there hope that any can find liberty and freedom from sin? Not in and of yourself, but yes, you can through what Jesus did. When he became sin, he became the curse. Why? So you don't have to. You don't have to live under the curse. You don't have to live under that sin anymore. It's a choice you make. But just know this, whoever you choose to obey, that's what you'll become a slave to. Whatever you choose to obey becomes what you're slaved, enslaved to. John 8, 31, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you'll be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you're truly free. See, if Jesus does that, and he did, you just have to make a choice. All right, so we've talked about what liberty is. How do we obtain it or purchase it? How, I mean, that's the second part I want to talk about here. How do, we, how do we obtain it? How do we get it? And natural liberty is just easily seen as you study history. The Revolutionary War, the first civil war, brought our nation the independence that it fought for and shed its blood for. From time to time, other wars were fought to maintain that independence and to bring independence to others. Come on, we've been involved in other people's wars. Have you not seen that? Sure, in our lifetime we have. We've been involved with others. Why? Because we believe in independence. You know what I've always found? The ones we fought for to get independence for that didn't have God went right back into bondage. Why? Because they're slaves to sin. It's just all of life. It's the way things work. Whatever you choose to obey is what you're a slave to. You just got to get the scripture because it's so big. The spiritual liberty, the ultimate and eternal sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was the catalyst which brought about the potential for freedom. It's the potential. Jesus on the cross brought potential for your life. He He brought the ability for it. He he obtained it for you. His blood on Calvary was the price tag of freedom. That's an expensive price. Come on. That's a big cost. Through giving his life, others could be redeemed or purchased. We're a purchased people. We're, We're purchased. The sacrifice on Calvary on the cross should be our remembrance every 4th of July as we celebrate Independence Day. Because without Jesus, Independence Day doesn't work. Look at any other country. It's only because of Jesus that Independence works here in the United States of America. Praise God for Independence Day. Absolutely. Praise God for Jesus that made it possible. We've got to know that, and if we don't teach our kids that over and over again, we can go to July 4th celebrations, and the fireworks for independence is awesome, but without Jesus, and you take God away from it as we entertain ourselves, and then we get to the place where we're going to celebrate American fireworks going off, you can't have both. You keep entertaining the way I saw last night. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm on a high horse right now. Why? Because I saw enemy being glorified, sin. I hate even talking about the words that were in these songs, but I'm writing them down. And so we're at a July 4th celebration. The only reason we have a July 4th celebration is because our forefathers fought and died for it. 
It's the only reason we have it. And they said, our forefathers said, without God, you won't have it. And history shows that. So then we're going to glorify sin, which keeps you out of liberty. And then we're going to have a July 4th celebration with fireworks about how awesome it is to have liberty. Something's wrong here. That's all that was going through my mind all last night. Now I'm on Sunday morning and I'm preaching about it. My wife said, seriously, you're going to get up and preach after glorifying? I'm not glorifying this. I got my headphones on. I didn't even know what was going on, but it was brought to my attention. Because we got, we got to do something. Somebody's got to fight. Somebody did, praise God. And here's what I can tell you. In this group of God people here, our family, who the Son has set free, we've still got a bunch of fighters, praise God. And I do believe that if we come to take it, I believe the church is our only hope for fighters. And right now, I believe that we're going to have to stand. We're going to have to fight. We're going to have to fight. First fight for the kingdom of God is with your own families. Come on, if you lose your own families and you save everything else, you've messed your family up, and then we have nothing to stand. You've got to fight for your family. Then you've got to fight for your community. Right now, we've got to fight for truth. We've got to fight. Spiritual liberty, the truth the Bible says will set you free. You've got to know that the only way that you're going to have spiritual liberty, the only way is for you to know the Bible. Because you don't know what to fight for if you don't know the Word of God. What is that that brings freedom? Truth. The truth will set you free. Who is the truth? Jesus is. So everything that Jesus said, you got to know because that's important. Well, you got to know the whole Bible. Do your best. Work on it daily. Work on it daily. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Why? Because you can walk in more freedom the more you get in the Word. People are moving people all the time. They're moving people's thinking. They're moving people's thinking. Let the Word move your thinking. Then you can stand bold and still have peace, not be all torn up. How can we find it? Where can we look for it? What is the secret of liberty from sin? Jesus, Ephesians 1, verse 13, says, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit, come on church, say the Spirit. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance that he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise him and glorify him. We ought to be praising and glorifying all the time. Why? Because we're purchased. The gospel is the truth which will set us free from the bondage of sin in our life. 1 Corinthians, a lot of scripture today. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then. And you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was the most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried. He was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scriptures said. Come on, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which made possible for you to die, bury that old man, and be raised to new life in Christ. 
We've celebrated that for the last month with all the salvation that's been going on here. How we receive the gospel of salvation, what can we do to acquire the redemptive price that Jesus paid for someone's liberty? Peter preached it. And in Acts chapter 2, the greatest sermon in all the Bible, verse 38, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins. Then, what's it say? You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, why do I need the gift of the Holy Spirit? Because that's where I get freedom. I need the gift of the Holy Spirit for the freedom. The secret to this whole message today is liberty is not free, and praise God, it's been paid for spiritually, and we'll continue to have to pay for it in the natural for us to have it. you got to know this. In the days of, of Jesus and the apostles and all that we read about, they were not in the same freedoms in their country as we are today. But just because they weren't don't mean that they didn't have people that were fighting for it that were good God-fearing people. Praise God, we have the same today. We've got to be obedient to the word. We have to repent and we have to turn to get yourself in right standing and liberty. And you know what? You got to do it daily because there's a daily washing of this old mind, this old will, this emotion There's a dying daily. There's a repent and turn from the way you just thought this morning when you were trying to get all the kids ready for church. See, there's a repenting and turning for what you are entertaining yourself with on a Friday and a Saturday. Well, they need to stay out of my business. I am, but God's not. Take that up with him and ask him if what you're doing is working you into a life of peace, joy. And excitement in the three. Or is it confined? Is it taking you where you want to go? Let's go further than just yourself. Is it taking others where you want them to go? I can tell you the words that I heard being blasted across a speaker last night were not where I wanted my grandkids to go. Just not where I want them to be. So being filled with the Spirit's exactly where I want them to be. Let's sing something that has the word in it. Let's glorify and praise the one who's worthy of glorifying and praising. Now, I want to ask today, what brings liberty? We do. Wait, I thought you said Jesus did. He did. But he just made it possible for you. Your part in the whole process is accepting what he did. He fought the fight for your spiritual freedom. Now you've got to fight the fight to stay in submission to him. And it's a fight. It's a fight. The world wants you to be in submission to their way of thinking, but God wants you to be in submission to his. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. There is freedom. There is liberty. There's fr- where the spirit of the Lord is. Where the spirit of the... Come on, where the spirit of the... Hallelujah. Where the spirit... And so you can be in a public venue, you put on your old earphones and just, oh God, I praise you. I praise you. I'm going to pray in the spirit at all times. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to enjoy the spirit of God who's in me, who dwells within me. Why? Because I got liberty there. 
And when I'm in a public environment that's not operating in it, I'm not going to be a cuckoo head and be weirder and I'll get out. I'm going to fight the fight the best way I know how. And there are times you have to leave and you have to revamp. You say, okay, let's go in and fight this thing. Let's fight this thing. And that's what we've got to do. And I can just tell you, I can't get up here and preach without discrediting myself if I'm not a fighter too. I'm trying to encourage you. We've got a fight on our hands. For our school systems, Pastor, what do you care about the public school system for? You guys have a private. I care about every one of our kids. Now, I understand they don't look at me with any credibility in any public environment because I started a Christian school. I get that. Wah, wah, wah. My taxes still pay for it. Not the government's. They're mine. The ones I pay, the ones you pay. You have a voice. At some point, we ought to, what I love is every one of us to go and run for the school board. Come on, we need God's people in there protecting what's going on. Some of y'all aren't fighting enough just with the amen. Fight it. Amen, pastor, that's awesome. We, I'm not saying that everybody runs for the school board. That'd be, well, maybe that would be good. I don't, what I'm saying is, is that you've got to find out what God's equipped you, the giftings that are in you, and you say, okay, here's where I'm going. People go to David Barton all the time and say, why don't you run for office? He goes, that's not my calling. My calling is to help all those that are running for office to be successful. And he's found his niche with bringing the things of the word into an environment that don't, and he's highly respected. You know, with high respect comes high offense. By the way, can I just give a little quick plug? That's what we're talking about this Wednesday night. We got a whole world full of offended people, and half of them are in the church. <laughs> Why in the world? We don't need to be living like that. We got to live free from that. How We get the liberty in Jesus. We don't let people sway us. I'm not offended by the world acting like the world. But I'm going to fight against what the world's trying to say is okay. Because God says it's not. So therefore, I fight. we've got a fight on our hands. Right now, this month of June is becoming the greatest. We're in July. Oh, we're past it. Praise God. My birthday's in June. That's the only good thing about it. And Father's Day. No. The good thing about June is God made today, and God made the month of June. God made every day, and today you're going to have to make a choice again. Who are you going to serve? But what are we going to fight? Are we going to let the calendar say it's Pride Month for the next 20 years? And then July will come something else, and then August will come. And then before long, Christmas, they're already trying to take Christ out of Christmas. Come on, we can just go on and on. The world has an agenda, do we? You bet. I don't, ever, I don't ever hide it. Well, you just have an agenda. You're right. And I'm not hiding it. It's the God of the Bible. It's what he did through sending Jesus. And I'm going to live like I believe it. And I'm not going to fold. Come on, we got to stand. And sometimes it takes someone else saying, come on, stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to cheerlead you today. Get the God of the Bible to be real every day. Fight to be in submission to it. My last point today is to walk in spiritual liberty, it's going to cost all of us something. 
Come on, it's going to cost us something. As God's people, it's going to cost us. It's going to cost our old way of thinking, our old way of life. I can tell you some of the songs that I started singing last night were songs that when I was in my teenage years, I was singing just right. I was right there with a group of guys, and we were glorifying it. What I'm telling you is when I started living by the dictates of the Word, I realized that I'm not in submission to that anymore, and I can't glorify that song. I'm sitting there last night, and one of the people from our church said, Uh we ought to all just take a video of this and all sing it together and we can play it at church in the morning. I started realizing, whoa, whoa, that's probably not a good idea. So do I need to be dancing and singing these songs on Saturday night? If I'm not willing to play it at church on Sunday morning, why do I need to be dancing to it and singing to it on Saturday? Come on, are you hearing me? Well, what fight is that? That's a fight against my own flesh and not bringing glory to who I was. It cost our old way of thinking. It cost our old way of life. Before long, you're just singing songs because, well, that's what you grew up with. Well, when you grew up, you were a heathen. You're a Christian now. You said you're going to serve the Lord. It cost our old habits of sin. If we continue in sin, then we are living by it. And when you're living by it, you're in bondage to it. Therefore, you don't have liberty. Are, are, are you hearing me? I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. That's not my heart. My heart is to inspire you to live out what God has given. It costs us shutting down and fighting sin actions and thoughts. They have to lose control of our life. They can't have us anymore. Come on, they can't have us anymore. You can't be dancing like we saw dancing going on last night. I can't have that. And then you're going to lead people? No. Well, I'm not a leader. You're a Christian. Therefore, you're a leader. Otherwise, if you're going and acting like the whole world, keep your mouth shut about serving God. If that's what it looks like, that's against the word and you're just immature. Somebody needs to shut you down. Well, who's that? That's not your job. I know. But it's going to have to be somebody's because that way of thinking will take the liberty out that this great United States of America has been walking in for years. The only reason we're able to keep it is because we have God-fearing people. That's the only way. And you're watching it trying to be taken away and taken away. Do you want to be free today? Change your thinking. Get rid of that old nature. Receive the promise of the Holy Spirit because, church, hear this. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Freedom is not free. Come on, it's been paid for. It's been paid for, and it will have to be paid for more and more for it to be in the natural and in the spiritual. Did you get anything out of that today? Y'all stand with me. Stand with me this morning. Hey, I pray that you go to every July 4th celebration. You might find out who's the lead in the entertainment before it starts. But go to every one of them. Enjoy your time. And you can just know this. Whatever I'm dealing with through the week is what I'm going to teach on. Because I want you to know that we're all going through this life together. And we're all having to fight battles. And we're all having to make decisions. And I just want you to know you've got a pastor here today that loves you and loves God. And that's the two greatest commandments. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help and encourage people to live the life that God called them to live. I pray that's what you're doing too. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. 
there's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.